up, everybody? We're back with the first episode. I got a brother with me. He's a 49er insider. I can't think of nobody else to start this off with other than him. Because he, he knows the ins and outs of 49ers. We're both 49 fans. I'm going to let him introduce himself, and we're going to get right into it. Hey, how you doing, people? Hey, I hope health-wise everybody's doing fine. Hope you're keeping yourself safe, isolated, and, you know, keeping that mental up. You know, so thank you for tuning in. You know, but yeah, my name's Trison, you know, but I go by T because nobody ever pronounces that right. So, yeah, everybody calls me T, man. I, I like to say I'm the number one 49er insider. So, man, let's go. Hey, real quick before we get started. Tell me this, and when you had special teams like in high school and middle school and all that growth up, how, how did they butcher your name? How do people butcher your name? Because it's Tristan, but what would they say when they call the role? Oh, you cold for that one. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, look, okay. I've been called Tristinian. I've been called Trisagon. I've been called, I mean, I've been called stuff so ridiculous that if somebody at Substitute, they just say try, I'm just like, I'm here. You know, I don't care what the ending is. As long as I hear a try, man, I know they they looking for me. But I always corrected them because, man, that's bull crap, man. It's it's not that difficult. It's T-R-I-C-E and a T-O-N. I don't understand what's so hard about that. Right, it's not like it's a whole bunch of asterisks and spaces in between the letters and stuff and little, you know, circles all over the place. Like, no, man, it, it's just spelled straight out. Yeah, that's real, man. That's hilarious. But here we go, man. Okay, let's, let's get right into it. We got our lab. Now, now it's time to get down to business. Um, I'm, I'm talking to you since the Super Bowl, man. Uh, of course, you know, we lost. We lost in the fourth quarter. It, it was it was heartbreaking for me. How did you feel when the clock hit zero in the fourth quarter? Tell me your emotions. Tell me your thoughts on the game. With well, I felt robbed. You know, I, I, felt, I felt disrespected. I felt I felt like we didn't get a fair shake, you know. I mean, I know there was things that we could have done to close out the game on our own, you know. But you know, from an officiating standpoint, I feel like that was the worst display the NFL has shown. Um, yeah, man, I was I was hurt, you know. I was hurt, man. I had to I had to shed one, you know. But uh, yeah, Bill Vinovich, man, that was the head referee. And it's 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 weird to me because he's the same one that blew the Saints call against the Rams, you know. So how does how does he how does he turn around and get to go back, you know, and go right to the Super Bowl after blowing calls? I mean, look at Steve Harvey. Look how long it took for him to get back to judging, you know, the the beauty pageant, and he didn't even mess up. That wasn't his mistake. He didn't write the card. He just read the card. And look how long it took for them to give him an invite back. But you got Bill Vinovich, who's able to come right back, man, the next year, man. He's in the Super Bowl. Oh, man, I, I was floored. There was there was so many no calls, man. It made me sick. Yeah, a lot of no calls. So tell me this. So who's to blame? Jimmy G for overthrowing Daniel Sanders, uh, Coach Kyle Shanahan for time management. I mean, is there any serious point or just like, hey, Man, it's hard to point the finger on that one, man, because I feel like on every phase of the game, I mean, you know, everybody was was doing what they were supposed to do. You know, um, we were dialing up plays, you know, to make it happen. 
and I feel like we kind of got away from the run. That's the only thing that I'll say. Uh, we kind of got away from the run a little bit, and we were gashing them. And we went from running to doing a whole bunch of throwing and, and, and stuff like that. So it's hard to place blame, man. I, I feel like ultimately, if anything, I feel like the defense, you know, they could have done better in closing out the game. But at the same time, that's where I say those no calls come into play because a lot of those calls or a lot of the plays that put them back in it, you know, you look, you see, boom, you got Nick Boza being held blatant, right? You know, back judge right there, right in his face. You know, I mean, big holes, not even, you know, little holes, you know, got away with one. I'm talking about stuff all the way around his neck, you know, holding him from behind, all kind of stuff. No calls, man. So it's like the defense did their job, you know, but it's like it's up to the referees, you know, to also, you know, make the game clean. How, if you're not going to call it on one side, then don't call it on the other side. How do you got the worst, one of the worst penalized defenses in the league, especially on the defensive line, oh, excuse me, um, on the offensive line, but then you turn around and there's no holding calls all game? That, 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 that doesn't make sense to me, man, especially when they're just all over the camera. You know, I mean, I, I could go on and on about the calls, man, the, the the things they let go. Jimmy Garoppolo getting hit in the helmet, just let it go. I thought we were supposed to be protecting the quarterback. You got Jimmy Garoppolo again, he's out of bounds. Boom, he gets smacked. I thought we were protecting the quarterback. You got George Kittle, he's out of bounds. Matthews comes up, smacks him. You know, I, man, I, I, that's a personal foul at least. You know, just just a whole bunch of stuff, man. Just Just not called, you know, just disrespectful. And it's like if it was flipped. You know, they man, they were calling everything on us, you know, so we didn't get away with much. I'll just say that. You know, I have a buddy of mine that I've worked with, and we first, he's a Falcons fan, and we first got Kyle Shanahan. He said, hey, don't trust Kyle Shanahan. Don't trust him. And I'm like, oh, man, you know what he did? You guys are too well. Like, you know, he learned his lesson. And, you know, my problem is that, you know, when we were up 20 to 10, you abandoned the run. And the whole time I was still watching that, like, hey, why are we running the ball? You know, it's like, Mike said, don't trust Kyle Shanahan. But, you know, I was mad about that, but in the days, like, you know, I'm over it. I was mad about it for a while. But, you know, like, the, it is always, like, the no calls because I, I recently saw the, uh, the replay in slow motion when uh, Mahomes threw the ball to Tyree Hill. Nick Bosa was right there. Yeah. But, but, but he got held. And if the wrestler, if we see the wrestler threw the flag, or if he was held, boom, probably could have been a sack, incomplete pass, but, you know, you never know. I mean, not trying to make excuses, but, you know, that loss didn't hurt. Right. And then you turn, then you flip it. Then you look at the, what they call the, you know, offensive pass interference against Kittle. You know, so, okay, that's fine. All right, so y'all want to call that? Fine. But then you turn around and you let Travis Kelsey do worse. No call. And, and and that was that put him right there in within the goal in goal line, you know with the, with that push off if not, if not a touchdown if I'm not mistaken but I know at minimum it put him in goal line, you know so yeah. stuff like that it's like if you're not gonna call it on one side then don't call it on the other side that's how you keep the game clean, you know it's it seems scripted you know after a while it just started to look scripted you even look at the replays go back and look at the Super Bowl I got I still have it on DVR look at the replays. The Chiefs, every time they did something, it was replayed. We saw it, boom, boom, you know, just replay after replay. Then look at the 49ers replays. 
they would play the replays and stop it in the middle of the replay and, and, and go back to the game. Like, they, they rarely finished our replays. Like, it, we got no love. You know, it, it was scripted, man. It it Honestly, the, as the game bore on, I was like, man, this doesn't even look right. Yeah. No, but no, very true. Uh, like I said, you know, it, it hurts, but my thing is, and then we'll, we'll move on to the next uh, topic, but how... Before Jim Harbaugh got there, we, we, we sucked. Alex Smith got a mighty nerve. But, you know, the window of opportunity opened up when Jim Harbaugh got there. God blessed us for three years. We mean, we made a Super Bowl and that window shut. You know, the Seahawks window of opportunity, they won a Super Bowl, went back to the Super Bowl and lost. And then, like I said, it seemed like theirs never shut. They lost with the moon, but, you know, they're still always in, in the discussion. Now, it's like, okay, our window of opportunity has opened back up again. I mean, we have a decent... We lost the ball again, but it's like, okay, how long is this window of opportunity going to stay open again? Because like last time we missed, when it's the ball in 2013 and lost, now it's, it's open again. Can we just get a Super Bowl? I was going to say, like, for defense wins championships, the Legion of Boom, the 2000 uh, Ravens won this ball, the Broncos, the Von Miller won this ball, and it's just like, that was my claim to fame this year. Like, we got Nick Bosa, Sherman, defense is going to win this for us. Yeah, my 49ers, but no. Nope. Yeah. Honestly, I, f I feel like the window this time is 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 going to be open uh, a, a little more than it was last time. Because the thing is about Jim Harbaugh, his style of teaching, you know, it only goes so far in the NFL. It's not college. You know, you still got mm -hmm. men, but they're still like boys. They still got that boy mentality. When you get to the NFL, you can't. You can't get at men, you know, the same way that you get at them in college, you know. So I feel like that worked, you know, for a little bit. But after a while, I feel like players started to resent it, you know. And, and that's why you started seeing clashing even in the back office, you know. So which was ultimately the demise, you know, of Jim Harbaugh. But, you know, I feel like now players actually have bought in and they have a genuine respect you know, for what the organization is trying to do and the people that they bring in, you know, so it's like everybody buys in. And it's like even the rookies, if you look at our last few years, the rookies and, and the newcomers are the ones that have had to step up and, and be able to put their foot in the dirt, you know, and actually make things happen. So that instills confidence in people. You know, you don't have a lot of teams where you're going to go as a rookie and know that there's a strong possibility, man, if you do your job, you're going to start right away. There's always somebody that you know you got to wait behind. You, you know, you got to get taught, you know, and all that good stuff, the learning curve. But with the 49ers, the way Kyle Shanahan is as a guru, he's able to use your strengths and, and manipulate that into his playbook. So it yeah. it helps that learning curve, you know. So, I'm man, yeah, I feel like the window, I feel like that window is going to be there for a, a, a while longer than it was with Harbaugh. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. Only time will tell. But we come into our next talk, man. Uh, it's on hurt, but I get it. It was nothing personal, just business. But because this was my guy, you know, I'm not into. I said as a grown man now, I probably won't. I mean, I'll still wear jerseys, but my name has to be on the back. But I said I will make an exception for DeForest Buckner. And when I found out that we traded him, I was like, oh my gosh. But too much detail is okay. I understand it. What was your thoughts when when you saw that alert that? 49ers to trade Buckner to the Colts. I'll be honest, man. I, I knew it was coming for, for one of our top guys. I was hoping it wasn't Buckner. You know, when I first saw it, you know, I was sick. You know, but then 
looking at the contract that he picked up, I understood why, you know, because, I mean, $21 million, you know, I mean, our cap space, we were at 13.7, you know, so there was no way that even if we, you know, backloaded his contract, you know, I mean, with having to sign other players, I mean, there there was, there's no way, you know, that we were going to be able to, to give Buckner what he wanted, you know, it came to a point to where Buckner was looking for his dollar, you know, I mean, he wasn't trying to do a team-friendly deal, you know, he was done with that, um, so yeah, Buckner, you know, went and got that money, but in him doing that, it took us from 13 million to, you know, 16, you know, somewhere 16, 17 million in cap space. So not only that, it gave us a, you know, number one, uh, first round draft pick, you know, number 13. So it was, yeah. it was a win all over the board. You know, we gave Armstead 17 million. Armstead had a better season than Buckner. Buckner had a decline with the talent around him. So it, it leads you to wonder. You know, is Buckner the kind of guy that even when other people flash around him that can still separate himself from everybody else? Or is he the kind of guy that, the, you know, he needs to be the one that is the talent, you know, for him to actually flash on the screen, which it kind of shows. You look at the, you know, previous years, it was Buck, Buck, you know, because there was no defensive line around him that could really make things happen. Then all of a sudden, you know, we bring in Ford, we bring in Boza, you know, you got DJ Jones doing his thing. Ronald Blair was, you know, turning up. So you got people actually, you know, buying in and doing their jobs. And then look, Buck has a decline. You know, he's one of the worst linemen on the, on the field as far as stats wise when it comes to sacks. You know, so I don't know, man. So, I mean, I'm glad he got his money, but we got a lot of talent, you know, that are, are just, you know, scratching, you know, scratching at the, at the window, you know, to, to break in there, man. So even Contavia Street, a person that a lot of people have forgotten, you know, he's, for, he's forgotten. He's been hurt, you know, okay, get that. But, man, he's strong now. He's ready. You know, you got Ronald Blair. He's back. DJ Jones, you know, he's ready to go. You know, so we got – we have players, man, that can turn around and, and replace Buckner. Maybe not, you know, the Buckner of the 10 sacks and all that, but, you know, we can replace the Buckner of the six. Gotcha. I agree. Hey, you hit it on the nail, man. Like, the, not knowing the details of it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, here we go. Now players are leaving. But when you see the, the details and the fine print and why we did it, it's like, okay. I like it. I hate to see my guy go. We couldn't win him one, but I like it. And like I said, and what we get out of it, because this upcoming draft, we don't have a lot of picks. So we got the 13th pick in the draft. And that leads me right to my next topic of two guys that I've watched very closely this year. Because I'm a big Georgia Bulldogs fan, and so I've seen a lot of Alabama games, um, you know, because Jerry Judy comes to the SEC 11 in Texas. Well, technically, they're both SEC and Big 12 conference comes out of Texas, so um, I've seen Stevie Lamb. So with that said, have you had a chance to see Jerry Judy and uh, see them and see them in highlights or to them play last year? Yeah, man, I, I didn't see him play last year. Uh, you know, as you know, I'm not a big college football guy, you know, but I do go back, you know, at the end of the year, watch all the college highlights, all the prospects and all that good stuff. So I get a pretty good analysis of who I like, 
uh, people in late rounds that, you know, are going to creep in and be able to help the team. You know, kind of how I called, you know, Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel. Um, you know, I called them for, you know, from last year, you know, and, and, and look, Jalen Hurd was doing his thing before he got hurt. Debo, you know, I mean, man, he was a beast. So, you know, uh, I like to think that once the season is over, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a, a good skeptic to know what, you know, the coach is looking for and what the team might need. So, yeah, with that being said, man, I, I definitely would have to go CD Lamb. Um, and, and it's, it's not even close as I look at film at first, I was kind of on the fence, but it's like Jerry Judy, you know, like his skill set, you know, it's hard to, to see it translate into the NFL with him being on that learning curve at the same time. So it's like when you're in college and you know everything that you're supposed to be doing and you've been doing it for a little while, you know, okay, that's cool. But when you get to the NFL and you got these bigger, you know, packages, you know, and playbooks and, you know, you got to learn different technology, uh, terminology, all that good stuff. It's like, man, it, it can be a lot, you know, on a rookie, you know. So I feel like when it comes to our team and the skill set that we need, we already have a person quick on their feet, good cuts, you know, able to, you know, break away. You know, we got Trent Taylor. We even have Dante Pettis, but he's an example as far as what I mean when it comes to that, you know, curve in the NFL. He was a great prospect, did his thing, you know, he, you know, had everybody thinking, oh, Pettis is the next guy. But then when it really came down to it and, you know, he got smacked coming up the middle and then that fear sets in, and now it's like, where's Pettis? You know, he, he got benched because he wasn't being productive, you know. So that dog mentality is something just like deep with Debo. He had that dog mentality. That's why I knew that him coming in, he was going to be able to contribute to the team right away. And I felt the same about Jalen Hurd. And I feel the same about C.D. Lamb. Jerry Judy, I, I just, as I look at the film, I, I just don't see it, you know, because I don't see where – you know, he's coming across and somebody's right there in his face, ready to take his head off, and he's still catching that ball, coming down with it. You know, I'm, I'm I'm not seeing those. I see where, you know, he's able to break away from the defender, you know, and all that good stuff, and that's great. But, see, that's college, you know, right at that point, he's, you know, a man amongst, you know, boys. But when you're in the NFL, you're not going to find a lot of corners that you can just do that to. So how is that skill set going to translate with him having to think every play and make sure he's in the right position as a rookie. Yeah, and see, and for the 13th pick, man, I think, I'm, I get what you're saying, I would have to go complete opposite. This is great, you know, good thing we can't both agree on the same thing in the session, but I see, same thing you see in this lamp, the same thing I see in Jerry Judy, and there's, like I said, I follow college, especially when it comes down to draft time, and there's a reason why NFL coaches and scouts tell you, like, hey, out of the SEC, the Alabama, the Georgias, and the Florida, there's a reason why we kind of look at those guys first because, you know, they're the closest to the NFL than some of these other conferences are. And when I see the Jerry Judy highlights, it's like the dog, and he's not the receiver that's going to catch the ball and then we're going to down. He's, the highlights I see, and granted, the highlights are only going to show you the system, but, you know, he's going to catch it and try to go through it. When I watch the CD Lamb highlights, he comes off as, uh, to me, the pretty boy receiver. It's like, yeah, he's going to catch it, but there was some highlights that so he caught it, and he was like, okay, hey, you keep going. It was okay, hey, let me be out of bounds. Which will you ask, okay, well, hey, should I go risk the fact of getting hit or just take the play, take it out of bounds? Which, you know, which is not, which is, I'm not knocking that style of play because, like I said, even, even 
Either one they get, I'll be happy. But I see more of a dog in Jerry Judy um, coming out of Alabama. Which highlight reel did you look at, man? Because I didn't see that, man. I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, what I do is, what I'll do, because I, 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 I will send it to you. Because I don't want to do it Two inches that hey that two inches makes a big difference when you look at the wingspan too. of Jerry Judy. I didn't see him running through people, man, and stuff like that. I saw him being open, catching the ball. I saw him being able to break ankles, you know, and stuff like that. But, man, I, when it comes to C.D. Lamb, man, I saw him running through defenders, two defenders, three defenders, you know, like doing his thing, you know, like so – Man, I even saw man him catching balls, knowing he gonna he's gonna get smacked, you know, still holding on to it, you know, getting up like a man, you know, like I I saw that I didn't see a lot of that man when it came to Jerry Judy, you know, like I mean the first thing that just screamed off the tape when I watched C D Lamb was just like contested catch after contested catch, you know, it's I mean he's not the fastest guy, you know, I mean he has some speed to him, you know, but he he's he's not you know gonna just completely just burn you. You know, but I mean, he does have some speed. You get him to the outside, I mean, he's gone. You know, so yeah. but that's why his te his catches are 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 more contested. You know, it's because you know those DBs are able to you know keep up a little bit because they have some speed too. You know, so I feel like his route running. You know, he could do. You know, especially with our team, he's going to get a lot better. You know, with his route running. I mean, you know, look what we have. You know, we we got the best. You know, teaching the routes. You know, so. I mean, so that's something that I feel like is is not going to be a problem. But when it comes to like that that dog mentality, man, I just haven't seen Judy get. I did, I did not see one on his highlight, not one where he's catching it, uh, you know, right up the middle, you know, quick slant, boom, 
and he know and he's gonna get smacked. And I did not see one. I I didn't see one. You know, I saw him where he catching up the middle and he's gone. You know, and and all that good stuff. But I didn't see nothing where well, man, he's he's showing that man. You know, that dog. Well, you know, and, and what I do, like the, the highlight that I that I saw, I I, I will say. I mean, I know two different playbooks. Um, Alabama, like I said, it is, it is college, so, you know, the Alabama playbook versus the, the Oklahoma Sooners playbook, like, you know, hey, it might be, well, hey, you know, we know Jerry Judy Shulman is there on the outside, so we don't, uh, wide receiver screen to him on the outside, he don't take to the house, but like this, you know, the highlights are going to show, you know, the highlights, but the one, the stuff that I saw, the stuff that I was saying, of, like, you know, him, uh, like this, the stuff that he could have took it out of bounds, because the C.D. Lamb highlights I saw, it was some that he caught. And then, you know, hey, the defender there, he's going to take it out of bounds. Flip side, Jerry Judah, Jerry Judah, Jerry Judy catch it. You know, hey, put my shoulders down, catch out the yard. Knowing there's three defenders right here, but hey, I'm going to get extra. But, you know, like I said, there's, there are pros and cons. Like I, said, like I said, I wouldn't be mad with either one, but if it just came down to me, you know, I'm going to take Judy. Because at the end of the day, Kyle Shanahan is going to look and go, okay, hey, let me get you open because either one, one of them that's going to get open, you know, they're going to get some yards to catch. So if they got left, hey, wouldn't be, wouldn't be mad at all. Like, man, hey, when you when you get in space, so Jerry Cooney, when you get in space, it, I mean, you know, yards to catch is going to be amazing. And I know one thing, y'all going to catch that ball. Right. You know, and, and that's all I said, y'all going to catch it. You know, whether you're going across the middle, street, uh, you know, out, y'all going to catch the ball. So, you know, but, you know, can't be mad at one, but like that, I would have to go with, I'm gonna give you an example, man. I'm I'm gonna compare. Okay, exactly. Look at DJ Metcalf. You know, on on the Seahawks. Look how he came in as a rookie and and did his thing. He has the size, you know. Of course, you know, of course, he's a much bigger, you know, man and all that good stuff. But that speed, but then being able to, you know, just catch that ball, man, knowing that you're gonna take a hit, whatever, and just shrug people off, which is what. He did. Once he has that ball in his hands, man, he's like a, a running back, you know. So yeah, I'm gonna look. We we exchange film, you know. You can send me the one, and I'll send you the one. I think it's from CJ Productions. I might be, you know, butchering that, but I'll I'll, I'll definitely send that to you. Now, in whatever production that was, I'll make sure I give them credit, you know, on, on our next take. Um, but but yeah, I, I, we we're gonna exchange tape, man, so you can see what I'm talking about. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Oh, yeah, we can definitely okay. do that. And, and also, but, you know, I was thinking earlier, man. Um, yeah, of course, you know, I like Jimmy G. Uh, I really do, you know, uh, Pretty Boy, you know, Dave the Porn Star and stuff like that, man. But going forward, so is, is Jimmy G, is he, does he have the point? Is the QB position for Jimmy G, is that his, no matter what, like, hey, Jimmy G, like, I go forward, or is this 2020 season supporting my day? I truthfully do feel like he's our guy, um, I, but of course it's still business. If if Jimmy G has a sorry year this year, I feel like 
Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, they're going to be, you know, looking for a replacement, you know, to get out of that money or restructuring his contract. Um, one of the two of those are going to happen. Um, but, I mean, I feel like a lot of people are hard on Jimmy G, man. Um, Jimmy, you know, Jimmy's coming back from an ACL tear, you know. So with that, you know, he came back from the tear and, you know, he was still standing in the pocket, man, and make those throws, take the hits and still get up. You know, I can't tell you how many times I was like, oh, no, that's it. He's hurt. And he bounced back up, you know. So um, Jimmy G, man, he he took a, a Cam Newton type beating this year, you know, just to just to be honest, uh, you know, because, I mean, he's not as, as mobile. You know, he, he did try to, you know, make some yards happen and things like that. But even in that, you know, he would take some licks, you know, to the helmet and all that stuff that didn't get called and all that. And it's like, OK, yay. You know, hey, he's he's doing his thing. So, if you look at it, man, we had Alex Smith. Alex Smith, man, did his thing. We got to you know to a Super Bowl, um, you know, or you know, and of course didn't turn out the way we wanted. But uh, you look at Alex Smith, you know, and then you know, of course, it switched over to Cap, but. He was doing his thing, but what the critics were saying, oh, he can't do the deep ball. As long as you can stop him, you know, with the short throws, you know, you can contain Alex Smith. All right. And but he was considered, you know, at that time our quarterback. Then you go to Kaepernick. Okay, yeah, man. He definitely, as long as you can stop him from running the ball, hey, he can't make the throws. Make him stand in the pocket, you can contain Kaepernick. But at that time, we looked at him as our quarterback. And it's like, look at Jimmy G, man. Like, he stands in the pocket, man. He makes those throws. Yeah, he makes some mistakes, just like Kaepernick did and Alex Smith did. They both were interception prone. You know, but, you know, but Alex Smith was a lot better, though. He he went had a good-ass streak. Uh, excuse my French, but he had a good streak of no interceptions, uh, you know, for, you know, quite a while. You know, he went, I believe it was, what, eight, nine games, no interceptions, something like that. You know, so, I mean, he did his thing, you know, but – Everybody called him a game manager. He's only making short throws. So that's why he's not having to worry about that. Um, so then you look at Jimmy G. He's making the long throws. You know, he's making the short throws. He's standing in the pocket, you know, taking a beat and getting rid of the ball. So I feel like Jimmy G could be our quarterback. You know, I feel like he's going to take a step forward this year. Now he, you know, has his bearings with his knee, uh, you know, and it, that's that's hard to come, you know, back from. A lot of people don't understand, man. That's it's learning to walk again, learning to, you know, make those cuts and movements again and all that good stuff. And then having that brace on, it restricts you just a little, you know, a little bit. But also you're still, as the mental, you're thinking about my knee, you know. So half of the battle is not thinking about the injury. And But now that he's come back and this is second year away from that, you're going to see a different Jimmy, man. So I definitely feel like Jimmy G is going to take a good step forward this year. He's definitely, I feel like he's he's going to be our guy. Yeah, I, I agree. I think with me, I think I want you to be our guy. You know, coming to this season, let's limit the interceptions. You know, let's throw more touchdowns, be the leader on the field. Um, I like him. I, I want him to be there. Like, I mean, it's been a while in between, shoot, hold on, you know, Alex Smith, the Kaepernick, you know, I, I'm ready for, you know, 49ers had that long jump quarterback, the, the Tom Brady, the, um, you know, the Cam Newton had a long run. So like, with that point, every other season, we know, okay, we're going to give him a shot. I, I, I don't like rookie quarterback. I would have traded for a veteran, but I get it why you need a rookie. But, um, 
I want Jimmy G as long as we keep Jimmy G. You know, so that's my expectation this long year. Let's, let's build off the of last season. Let's level up, split interceptions, throw more touchdowns, and just be that all-around leader. Like, you study under Tom Brady, so you know so you know what to do. You know, so, I mean, I get, I get it's not Tom Brady, but the same way how is that, how he uh, brought that energy to practice and to film and in the locker room, like, hey, just be that leader in all phases of in the, in the Right. And and that he is. And that's why all the players, you know, have bought in, even on defense, you know, because they know, you know, I mean, Jimmy, you know, he's he's a baller. You know, he's not going to back down. You know, he can throw an interception and come right back out, man, and throw a touchdown. You know, and, and that's yeah. why, you know, the shootout against the Saints, you know, like the team, you know, they rallied behind him because they knew, you know, if, if anybody can make it happen, Jimmy G can. So he gets a lot of criticism, you know, for the things he does wrong, but he doesn't get a lot of acknowledgement for the things he does right. So I, I definitely feel like Jimmy G, you know, moving forward, you know, he takes this step forward. Then everybody's going to be talking about, yeah, Jimmy G's the the next quarterback. I'll even be happy with a, a Montana, you know, uh, timeline, you know, and or a Steve Young timeline, you know, um, as long as we have a quarterback that we can hold down for, you know, four, you know, five years, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. As long as he, he, he goes get this one, because I mean, on the 49ers, Mount Rushmore quarterback, Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jimmy G, because he bought us a <laughs> Right. You know, you know that that would be nice, but since we didn't get it. I mean, uh, the redemption tour, like, hey, like, yeah, let's go out there and play on Chipmunk Show the week one. Let's go out there and annihilate. Let's, you know, hey, every game, like, because we, we got to get back. Like, our defense is too solid to not get back to the Super Bowl. So, I mean, you know, Kyle Shannon, like, hey, let's, our receivers now got more experience, but our receivers are coming back. So, let's pick up where we left off. I mean, you know, of course, we're Super Bowl, Super Bowl done with. But week one, go there and dominate. And, you know, show them, hey, the 49ers are still here. Right. Yeah, we have so many weapons coming back. You know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, that's uh, that's the thing I'm most excited about. You know, because like people were having a hard time dealing with Emmanuel Sanders, which I mean he's gone now. You know, but just dealing with Emmanuel Sanders, you know, Mostert or Brita, and then you know Debo Samuel. You know, people were having a hard time with that. Even and then bring Bourne in. You know, I mean he was doing his thing. You know, so imagine when we have Jalen Hurd back. You know, we can go into those, you know, uh, empty sets, you know, where we have Jalen Hurd, Debo Samuel, you know, Jarek McKinnon and George Kittle, you know, all out there. You, you know, like when we can do stuff like that, it's like, who are you guys going to double team? You know, so, I mean, man, it's, yeah, we have so many weapons coming back. It's, it's ridiculous. I feel like the Debo Samuel trade. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to hurt, you know, because, you know, I mean, hey, you know, we drafted him. He's been with us, you know, since a rookie. But at the same time, yeah, it's not going to be that big of a deal because the pieces we have on defense to go ahead and, and step right in, you know, that's going to be enough. And then when it comes to the actual offense, I feel like they're going to take a step forward. So, man, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm ready, man. And uh, so, real quick, you know, I know we, you know, this podcasting before it's kind of heavy, but what do you think about uh, Tom Brady and Tampa Bay? What do you think about that? Hey, man, get your money. You know, because it's like, you look at it. Tom Brady was already disrespected, you know, multiple times in New England. 
Tom Brady made sacrifices to stay in New England. He restructured his contract, you know, multiple times. Like, you know, he, he did all of that, you know, just to be able to stay there and retire with the team, you know, that he got drafted to. So when I look at it, it's like, man, they're not trying to give him any money. You know, you got the head coach, you know, that doesn't really – hasn't really bought in in Tom Brady. He sees the decline. And, I mean, he'd rather get rid of you, you know, a year early than a year later um, because not only that dollar but the value of you. So him being able to, you know, ship off Tom Brady and Tom Brady also, you know, not feeling the respect, you know, that he deserves from that organization. I mean, hey, you know, it's a good opportunity for him. It, it's something new, something he's never experienced. So he gets to go to a new team. Now, if Tom Brady comes out there, man, because Tampa Bay was already doing their thing, you know, on offense. They had some close games. I mean, they they very well could have been, you know, deep into the playoffs as well. You know, I mean, if, if just a few different things went right their way. So you get somebody like Tom Brady in there, man, and, and they already have those pieces, you know, and they're they're doing some 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 moves. So, man, that's going to just cement his legacy. You know, just to be honest, so it's a great opportunity for him to like slap New England in the face like, yeah, I'm still, you know, that QB. But then also for his own legacy, you know, it's like, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, the best, you know, that there ever was, you know. So it's a great opportunity, man. I, I don't I'm not mad at him for doing it. I, I would have done the same thing. You don't respect me. Don't want to pay me. Well, I'll go somewhere where they're going to give me more, you know, say so. You know, and they're also going to respect me at the same time. So, you know, hey, let's do it. Okay. And then, you know what, man, we'll, we'll, we'll leave this here for the last question, man. And this is, uh, I won't take a two part, but in NFC West, what team will, or when you look at the NFC West in our division, what team you tell us, man, like, you know, we don't have to really bring you when we play against them because now you know. DeAndre Hopkins with the Cardinals. Now, our, our defense faces DeAndre Hopkins uh, twice a year. And I've always said the Seahawks has our number. Like, And I hate it with the past. Oh, I hate it because the Seahawks. Because like, they have our number. But I said, we beat them. We split last year. We, we almost had to see them for, for a third time when we split. And I called them. I said, yeah, we're going to split. They're not going to beat us two times when we split. But now with that firepower that, you know, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, um, Larry Fitzgerald over there. Who in the NFC West? Because the Rams are on a decline. So I used to say this out of the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Who are you, like, scratching your head like, man, I don't know about, I don't know about this. I'll be honest, man. Uh, I'm not really particularly worried about either one of them. But, but I would say, of course, the Seahawks, they always just get under my skin. Um, but really, when I look at the Cardinals, man, I, I would kind of have to say Cardinals a, a little more. Um, only because of the moves that they're making on offense and on defense. So they're they're making moves like they're ready to go to the Super Bowl this year. You know, that's the kind of money they're putting out there. So the fact that we have to play them twice a year, you know, I mean, yeah, I would have to, I'll say the Cardinals. I'll say with the Seahawks, if you look at the game that we lost, man, I mean, it was still close and we were dealing with a good amount of injuries at the same time. So to have those injuries and still, you know, be able to, you know, stick with them, you know, that, man, I mean, come on now. Um, that, I'm not really worried about the, the Seahawks. Yeah, you can't sleep on any team, and if any team 
you know, you don't want to sleep on it's, you know, the Seahawks, you know, when you got, you know, Russell Wilson back there, you know, slinging it in the fourth quarter. But I'm, I'm going to say definitely the Cardinals um, because, yeah, I feel like the 49ers, they still, you know, have a lot of gas in their tank when it comes to, you know, what the Seahawks are bringing. Um, but when it comes to the Cardinals, you know, um, they've had our number, you know, yeah, a year. But that was due to, I mean, look who we had playing. But I'm, I'm going to say the Cardinals, man, is somebody I'm, I'm going to watch, keep a close eye on because, yeah, they're, they're doing some things, man, in free agency. And I can only imagine what they're going to do in the draft. So I'm definitely watching yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah that is. Uh, they'll probably see that, you know, 49 is a mile. 49ers, so we got to, uh, you know, build and compete. You know, of course, the Seahawks are going to be in there. Cardinals are, you know, come on, come up. The Rams up out of the division, I think they're on the decline. You know, because their contracts, and, you know, paying all, all the Mavericks, all that much money, Aaron Donald, Todd Gurley. So I think they'll be the team in the NFC West. Okay, hey, well, you know, we're going to beat up on them. But when they come down to the Cardinals and the Seahawks, those are games we're watching closely. I can't stand them. Seahawks, man, I can't stand it. But, you know, I'm definitely looking forward to this upcoming season. If we get one, if the coronavirus allows us to have it. Yeah, it is, man. But look, as long as we do our thing because, you know, the heat, you know, is, is going to, you know, keep the virus down. So as long as we don't let it do us like we did with the flu pandemic, you know, we make sure that we're stocking the hospitals, have everything that we need. They have all their ventilators, you know, all the equipment that they need. They have all the safety equipment they need, all the testing materials they need. As long as we have that, then I feel like it's something we can beat. But I don't want people to, you know, think, oh, yeah, well, hey, you know, the coronavirus is gone. So let's all just, you know, you still need to take certain precautions, you know, even if you don't have to wear masks and stuff like that. Still need to make sure you're washing your hands regularly, keeping hand sanitizer with you. As long as we do stuff like that, making those, you know, little tweaks and changes, you know, and, you know, to be cautious. I feel like we can get ahead of this, man. If we don't, then, man, it's going to come back with a vengeance. Most Right. Yeah. You should. You should. You sneezing your arm around me. Uh, we got a problem because you still letting out some germs. There's no way that your arm is cupping all the germs and all the materials that are coming out of your mouth. So you sneezing your arm around me, then look, sir, we have a problem, man. You need, you gonna need to put that into a, a napkin, a towel, a shirt, you know, something, you know. But do not let any any of your bodily fluids out around me, a, a coronavirus. You know, I, I'm I'm just gonna call it the the, the owner. You know, like look when when the owner is in town, look don't don't play with me. <laughs> yeah, hey, hey, around me and mine. Okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, I say, man. But shoot, hey, you know that that's all the questions I got there, man. Hey, is there something final you want to want to leave everybody? Hey, man, just you know, everybody stay safe. You know, uh, God bless everybody. For those that don't believe in God. You know, then may the higher power you believe in, you know, send blessings your way. But but everybody, you know, stay safe, uh, you know, and make sure you're doing what you can, you know, to to keep everyone around you safe as well. Um, appreciate you guys all listening in. And, hey, man, you guys rock. We really appreciate you. All right, now, that's it. Hey, we'll be back when we got the jab.
the draft on uh, what, the 23rd. So we'll see with that 13th pick. We'll come back after the draft and talk about the draft and some more of the upcoming season and more football talk or sports life in general. It doesn't matter, but that's it on my part. Hey, I'm going to say it first. We're going to take that 13th pick, man, and then we're going to trade away that 31st pick so we can get some more draft capital because before we got that third number 13, we only had that number one pick between round one and round five. So draft capital is essential. And you know how Kyle Shanahan does in the later rounds, even with undrafted you know, free agents and rookies. So, man, let's go. Uh, 49er faithful. Let's get it. And also, and, and it's super accepted. I'm gonna say Tua falls. He doesn't get drafted uh, top five. He falls. So that's my prediction going into the draft. All right. Well, let, let's let's come back and see. So I'm I'm saying you know I'm saying that, and also you know what I've said about C.D. Lamb. No matter where they go, I feel like C.D. Lamb, you know, is gonna have a better year than Judy. Oh, okay. And vice versa for me. And there we go. Hey, this is what we need. Hey. Jerry Judy would have a better season than T.D. Lamb. Because he's going to be a 49er, and that's, that's going to be Jimmy G's go-to guy. <laughs> uh, all right. We're we, we going to do it like that. Hey, uh, okay. winner, winner, you know, I, you know I'll, I'll tell you what you're going to owe me if you lose. I, I'll think about it. I don't know if I want okay. you to send me some some candy, some soda. Uh, I don't know what I want you to send me. Yeah, yeah I might even want okay. you to send me a candle, you know, just so I can hey. relax. <laughs> you know? <laughs> hey, there we go. Hey, well, you got plenty of time to, plenty of time to think about it. And uh, bang, bang, not again. Hey, there we go, man. All right, man. Signing off, man. Hey, you guys be safe out there. All right, man. All right.